Old School Lane Casual Chats is brought to you by OldSchoolLane.blogspot.com and is associated with Channel Frederator, Manic Expression, The Comic Book Cast, and The Araminta Show. Here's the story of Chopstar Actors. We were busy kids making lots of bus. I bought a car. All of us had great careers thanks to our parents Woo! but wound up getting <laughs> till the one day when our group shared common stories and some lunch We found support And zoomed into a family And that's the way that we became The Quarantine Bunch The Quarantine Bunch The Quarantine Bunch And that's the way we became The Quarantine Bunch Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of Casual Chats I'm Patricia and I am here with two very special guests I am here with the creators of an online series known as the Quarantine Bunch. I am joined alongside with uh, Ryan James and Jeff McIntyre. So welcome, guys. Hi. Great to be cruising down the uh, the lane with you here. Yeah, thanks <laughs> for having us. Absolutely. So I'm actually curious about like your earliest memories of like whether you were introduced to like film or television, like what got you the inspiration to go into this industry? Ryan, uh, take it away. I, okay. I, yeah, I do, well. but, but but hang on, I do have some mem- my earliest memories of the quarantine. Those memories <laughs> are very fresh in case we want to go there. But first, here's Ryan. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, you know, Actually, some of my earliest memories of my life are sitting in front of the TV watching Little House on the Prairie, uh, the Kel Burnett show, and the Lawrence Welk show. For some reason, my mom liked the Lawrence Welk show when I was a kid. And, mm-hmm. we, would, and uh, we would pop popcorn and, 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 uh, and, and watch, I know, uh, Little House on the Prairie. In fact, I have two small kids, and uh, recently I've actually turned them on to... Um, Little House on the Prairie, thanks to Amazon Television. But it's, uh, but yeah, it's, it's like t- watching TV is like some of my earliest memories. Yeah, it's actually funny that you mentioned that show uh, because when my mom was uh, before she came to uh, the United States, uh, she she's originally from Dominican Republic. She actually saw Little House on the Prairie in Spanish. Oh wow. Yeah, so every time that, you know, I would have, like, a guest on the show, uh, you know, she would always say, tell me, like, when are you going to have somebody from Little House on the Prairie? I'm like, what are you, okay, I don't know if they would even, you know, take the time to interview somebody like me because I'm I'm a nobody. And, you know, you have, like, a bunch of journalists and people out there that oh. do this for a living. <laughs> but, Patricia, on the Prairie, you're a big someone. So, come on. I think we can hook you up with a cast member. Keep your mom yeah. happy. Okay, sure. That'd be I, nice. I actually, a little, a truly little, little house on the story aside, I went to junior high with uh, the Bush twins, uh, the two girls <laughs> yeah. who were the babies on the show. Oh, nice. So if you want to talk to them, who probably have zero real memories, but can tell you that they were on it, <laughs> get you the hook up. <laughs> okay. Well, thank but, you. I'll I'll definitely think about that. Let me just tell you, we're not we're not even we're six minutes into this interview, and just the, the enlightenment that's happened now. So much has come into focus because Ryan he mentioned he loves the Lawrence Welk show, and for for oh, months. Wait, no, I, I didn't never, say I loved it. I just said my mom watched. Oh it. come on! Don't don't backtrack now. <laughs> Lean in. So 
when we collaborate on Zoom, first he always insists on switching on this bubble machine. <laughs> and now, now it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And a one and a two. And, and a, a two. From <laughs> <laughs> the top. Okay. Well, yeah. thanks for having us, Patricia. This is your <laughs> next time maybe okay maybe <laughs> but no seriously I, I think that um you know those are really interesting because i mean you have essentially like a few sitcoms and a variety show and you know essentially like you know those kind of things if you were to cobble them together into some of the early influences whether it be with the entertainment aspect of the lawrence Welk show or the drama from little house on the prairie then uh, yeah, I guess that could like lead into the interest about like, you know, those stories or that um, show entertain me. I definitely want to see if I can share my own stories with other people and put it into my uh, point of view and put it into my spin. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, and like later on in life, I, you know, my dream was to be an actor. So, you know, I, I was an actor for several years, both in Florida and then out here in Los Angeles. And it got to the point where I'd be reading some scripts and I'm just like, are, are you kidding me? This is the best they, <laughs> they got right now. So uh, becoming a writer, I, I'm, I'm kind of hoping to uh, bring my own voice to TV now and, and hopefully put out stuff that's, that's a lot funnier than what I used to get when I used to audition for these shows. Sure. Yeah. I, I actually um, interviewed uh, Daryl Vickers and he was a TV writer and he does still and he still is to this day, depending on, you know, uh, um, you know, what what programs that he's in. Uh, and he, he told me about like, depending on what the TV show that you're writing for, uh, whether it be like for comedy or depending on how much creative freedom that you have. You, the satisfaction of doing something that is a lot of fun or that you have um, a lot of creativity to um, bring out whenever that you're writing a story for a TV show, especially one that's been recurring for a while, is um, it's, it's very interesting, especially if you put your own spin on it. If, if you're even a newcomer for a show that's lasted for a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. T tell me this. Are you talking about Daryl Vickers from Vickers and Nichols, the writing team? Yes, I am. Ryan, did you know mm. that uh, from 86 to 92, they helped write 770 hours of material for The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson? No way. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, Daryl told, wow. told me the story about you know, his time writing for The Johnny Carson Show. That's amazing. What a, what, what a great job. Yeah. That, he helped contribute to television history. What did, he, did he give you any dirt on what that experience was like working with Johnny and... Oh, yeah. I mean, like, um, I definitely will, you know, share the information. Uh, I mean, I'll share the, the link to the podcast when, uh, when you know, maybe when we're done listening, uh, you know, talking over. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely, like, um, you know, you you can listen to, like, some other stuff that he did, like, uh, you know, some shows that he wasn't too crazy about working on and, you know, some shows that he loved working on. So, yeah, I mean, it's some, it, you know, he tells some really interesting stories about working in the TV industry. That's awesome. That's so cool. That's great. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you know, and you know, shout out to Daryl if you're listening to this. But yeah, I, I want to know about you guys. So, um, uh, Jeff, why don't you tell us about your earliest uh, memories of uh, the media that we have and what made you decide to go into the industry? Well, I don't think I've I, I'm have yet <laughs> to step foot in the industry, thankfully. 
Uh, he's been kind of on the outskirts. No one's officially welcomed me in yet, but I, I still am holding out hope. Um, but much like Ryan, it's, you know, back to the 1970s with our, our TV trays, our TV dinners, um, lack of parental supervision, and you had the, the flickering boob tube to keep you entertained. And, I mean, Carol Burnett, yeah, that was a big comedic staple back in the day. And I think some of my uh, comedic influences definitely came from that show. And then you get into the sitcom years with the Three's Company um, and all those wacky sitcoms. But I think it was a great kind of uh, peak for young people into what was possible and uh, the importance of comedic timing and all the the ingredients that go into producing, uh, I'm not going to say good comedy, but at the time it was all we had and it made us laugh. So that was effective comedy, <laughs> right? I mean, comedy changes over the years as our tastes and the cultural sensibilities change. So does the medium. Uh, it has to, to, to keep up. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I always gravitated towards comedy. Uh, one of my favorite uh, movies has always been Airplane. That's just chock full of comedic Easter eggs. Every time you watch it, you find something new. So <laughs> that's what uh, kind of you know, keeps me laughing. That's that, yeah, that's fantastic. So uh, one of the things that I want to bring up right before we discuss about the Quarantine Bunch is kind of like the pilot that sort of was the kickstart to it. So the Comeback Kids. So where did the idea come from? Yeah, the Comeback Kids. Um, well, I w had written a play um that i was putting up here in la and one of the actors in the play was richard horvitz who i'm sure a lot of uh, movie fans and tv fans will know who he is he was in the uh, movie uh, summer summer school and uh, and he does a lot of animation and stuff now he's got a very unique voice yeah um, I, I met him a few years ago at a convention in florida he's a really oh, yeah. nice guy oh he's great yeah so um he and i we were rehearsing because uh, for, for the play, because I was also directing it. And he and I just started talking about um, being a kid actor in Hollywood. And and we just were going back and forth. And he was telling me some of his stories because, you know, he grew up here and and spent time in front of the camera as a kid and and stuff. And so I after talking to him, I kind of just got this idea of, wow, wouldn't it be cool to kind of do the, a show where you have these two guys who are now older trying to make a comeback in a business that they once conquered as children and surround them in each episode with TV stars from the past. Now, this is before reboots became all the rage and popular. In fact, I'd like to think that maybe I might have played a part in, in reboots because <laughs> I, I, I was pitching the comeback kids to a couple of networks. And then all of a sudden these reboots started, uh, but I'm not saying I did it, but anyway. no, you did it. No, I, I know for a fact, I, I've, I've had a chance to peek at some of the dossiers. It's okay. all you. Thank you. Okay. Um, but in, but after talking to Richard, I, I kind of just was playing around with the idea and I went and I had uh, breakfast with, um, a big time uh, movie writer and director, uh, Jonathan Lynn. He wrote and directed Clue and some other movies. And and he was just telling, he, he, he was asking me, well, what ideas do you have? And so I t told him this idea about, you know, at the time it was just one. And I was, I already had Richard in mind to play uh, the lead in it. And he was just like, that is something that, it, that 
you know, what you're working on there, that that's going to be something. So stick with that right now. So that's how the comeback kids came to be. And of course it evolved, uh, over rewrites and everything. And then we brought in, um, uh, Dean, uh, who also was in, um, summer school with, with Richard and, uh, Dean Cameron. And, uh, and yeah, we, we, we filmed the pilot and, uh, ended up taking that pilot to a lot of film festivals and it just, we ended up winning a lot of them or being runners up and people were always coming up wondering, you know, well, what about this star? Do you think you could bring in this child actor and, and all that? So that's really how the comeback kids came, came about. I, I, I still have faith in it and some hope that, you know, at some point th- this thing will make it to, to TV. Cause man, we, you know, we've, we've mapped out four seasons of this thing and wow. I, I think, yeah, I think it would, uh, I think it'd be great. I mean, with the idea of, like, these child actors, like, coming together, I mean, like, reunions, I guess, um, you know, they, they've been, you know, with all these reboots, they've, you know, been around, like, more recently, but, you know, like, these all these reunions and all that kind of stuff has, you know, kind of been been around, and I guess this is kind of, like, um, a spoof of it. It's like, you know, you have, like, those old, like, you know, shows like um, The Brady Bunch and Facts of Life and all yeah. these shows that kind of, like, have their own reunions, and some of them could be hit and miss, and... Um, I guess it's kind of like a lampoon of that in which like, oh, you have these actors who haven't been around for, you know, who knows how long and, oh, you know, they're doing not as well as you think they are, even though they did this one thing when they were younger. And I th- I think that's actually pretty funny, especially since, um, you know, I-, I think that, you know, back then that that would be um you know, very curious for people. It's like, you know, what have they been up to? I mean, I don't see them on TV or anything anymore. But I think now right. that thanks to now thanks to social media, I think that you know we would know about oh what what are these people are up to? It's like oh um, they are in this uh, lifetime movie or they're doing this <laughs> commercial or or something. And uh, sometimes you know they would you know, share them their feedback to their fans saying like, okay, I'm going to be on this thing, you know, check me out. Or they would just be like completely out of the game. And then the moment that they're like seen, it's like, oh, um, what, what, are, what are they going to say? What are they going to do? So yeah, I mean, it's actually or pretty I, interesting. Yeah. Or I would always get the question of, I, I didn't know that they were, they were still alive. Are, are, they're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I, I won't, I won't name names, uh, but, but yeah, it's, uh, it, I, there's a, I think there definitely is an audience out there, um, for, you know, classic TV and, and the stars that were in those TV shows. And, and, uh, and that's why I'm so happy that Jeff approached me and, and we did this quarantine bunch thing. Cause man, it's been a blast. Yeah. I mean, so far, the only thing that carried over from the, you know, from the comeback kids to the quarantine bunch was the idea of bringing these child actors together, as well as one particular character, Debbie from Tarzana. Yes. Yes. Debbie from Tarzana. That is my wife. That's uh, Melissa yeah. Disney. Yes. And I, kn- I know you've interviewed her in the past because she was the, um, the lead in um, As Told by Ginger. In fact, let me see if I can um, let me see if I can bring her on right now. But yeah, Debbie is a character that. Uh, hey, babe, want to talk about Debbie from Tarzana? Okay, here's Melissa Disney. Hi. How Hi. Are We're doing good. Patricia. <laughs> Hi, Melissa. It's been a while. I know. It's good to talk to you again. Please. Uh, where did the character of Debbie from Tarzana came come from? It came from the crazy mind of Ryan Paul James. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. 
do tell. I, I blame everything on Ryan because he <laughs> writes these incredible, fun, crazy characters. And then he comes up with crazy things like, oh, when that cat dies, she's going to get it stuffed and give it to that celebrity. That's what he did in um, <laughs> in <laughs> The Comeback Kids. And it is so ridiculous and yet so memorable. <laughs> Yeah. And, and and you actually wrote the stalking song. Right. The funny thing is I'd written the song. Did I, I didn't write it for the show, right, babe? I had it ahead of time. And it's like I have these crazy songs that I write, and then I just basically look for opportunities to put them in things. And because everything that Ryan writes needs music, according to my brain. So no matter what he writes, somehow I will find a way to get a song into it. That explains episode four. That explains episode four a lot. But then Jeff came along and I was at a friend's house when I was recording all the Debbie stuff for episode four. I had done something crazy over at a friend's house just recently during quarantine. I, I, I had a, I had a little mini flood that I caused. Anyway, I was stuck there for three days, shop backing the, the flood. And in that time, I had to do Debbie, so I put on my friend's clothes. I grabbed my friend Keith's guitar, and we did we did Lazy Eye, which is another song I've done before for like, like when I do stand up comedy music, and then, um, you know, that big one time, and then uh, the Boom Boom Room. I just had some ideas about, and I just I just flew with it. And Jeff was like the most amazing audience ever. He just was dancing along in the background. I could see him on Zoom dancing and like having fun. And he'd be like, and then what happened kind of stuff. So I just kept going and he just gave me so much freedom that I just ended up on top of the bed, like riding a giraffe. (laughs) (laughs) I'm falling off the bed. But I, I think that's a typical Saturday night for uh, Debbie or Melissa. So I don't know how much stretch that was. Well, you know what? Here was the thing. My kids weren't around and I had three days of just hell to myself. So in that time, you have to kind of get out of your normal whatever because we're all out of our norm anyway. And I just had to do something fun. And it just so happened I was shooting for Debbie that day. And I was just like, okay. What do I have in this house that I'm in, that my friend's place? And they're not there. So I just grabbed their kids' toys and dolls and giant giraffe and clothing and earrings. And I just created this whole, like, scenario, this background of, like, okay, Debbie got stuck in the in the um, <laughs> quarantine <laughs> at somebody's house where she was babysitting. And she can't leave now because she doesn't – she's too scared to get out. But anyway um, – yeah, so that's why I have all that stuff. Or maybe that's just Debbie's stuff. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> that's our crazy neighbor. Who that's has okay. Very small penis, by the way. <laughs> the only reason I know that is because they have to make a lot of noise when they go by. Because they've got to compensate for their small man. That's what Ryan sure. tells me. <laughs> sure. I didn't say it. We're that keeping it in. Debbie. It's okay. You know what? It's actually like it's proven. It's like a medical fact. People with small with small packages make a lot of noise on their cars. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, that explains why people get hummers. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. I never does thought about does that. Debbie have a song about this phenomenon? Yes, please. I think there should be one. <laughs> She needs one. Uh, I feel a yeah. hummer coming on. 
I just want to let you all know, I've been drinking because <laughs> it's Sunday and this is the Lord's day of rest for me. <laughs> it's perfectly fair. Were we supposed to disclose that at the beginning of the interview, Patricia? Because I, I feel bad that I didn't. Yeah, I've been drinking since nine this morning just to prepare for this. <laughs> it's okay. No, this, show is, this show is called Casual Chats for a reason. It's Perfect. like, we do oh, what's on tap at your house? Jeff, what's on tap at your house? Today? Oh, it's flowing. Free form here. Some Colt 45. I got some whiskey. <laughs> and I've been riding oh, no, a giraffe in last... again. Hang on. Uh, uh oh. <laughs> oh my we'll, God. We'll, okay. we'll call him Itty Teeny Tiny Timmy. <laughs> Flying by. Timmy. Okay, <laughs> Jeff. Did you have a question? Did I answer it? <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> uh, oh gosh. We need to get Patricia a drink, Jeff. Can you just can number you just one on iTunes? Her home with a with a gallon of wine. <laughs> yeah, and and an inflatable giraffe. <laughs> yes, yes. I need to. I don't. I don't have anything like that. Uh, I, I have a few stuffed animals my son, in the background. My son just ran. He ran down the ice cream man today for the first, like in years, we've been trying to catch the ice cream man. And he and our friend Judy literally got into her little car and just took off after him today. Aww. It, it caught him and literally got him. And the guy was so freaking nuts. I'm like, this needs to be a show. The, the, the tales of the ice cream man. Like, yes. And oh. he was, he gave Ryder an ice cream thing. And then he tried to give Judy a, a Red Bull. <laughs> I bet he did. <laughs> Sure. Come to the back, back of my van, lady. Exactly. <laughs> you want a oh big stick? God. I got a big stick. <laughs> That's an ice cream. Come on, people. That's an old ice cream. This is the, the retro lane here. We're <laughs> retro, retro, big stick. And what was that Come thing on. called with the orange, the orange creamsicle, right? Yeah, yeah creamsicle, yeah. Candy. Yeah. I love that one. That was my favorite. Mm -hmm. The orange and the vanilla together, just delicious. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go get Let's one do... right now. Okay. <laughs> it's soaked in rum. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Debbie style. <laughs> yes. We might as well have so, a, a recipe, you know, for Debbie of Tarzana's uh, drink of choice. Melted orange creamsicle with a little shot of rum. And alongside. Oh, my gosh. Instead of an umbrella, you just put a little mm -hmm. toothpick with a face of Keith Coogan. Oh, my oh. goodness. Wow. I love that. That's yes. merchandising right there. You just hit yes. on our next <laughs> product. Yeah. There, that's, well, uh, I can't. I, that'd, be, that'd be amazing. I would, I would buy it. Well, anyway. We had, we had such high hopes for the Keith Coogan toilet seat covers, but they really didn't move <laughs> quickly as I thought they were. Oh. Um, and we even positioned He's them. Number one and number two. Uh, but nope, he didn't. Ryder, have you seen the baby? I'm sorry. I'm taking this moment to look for my daughter's pacifier that she calls Binky. No, no, no. It's it, okay. It's okay. Once it disappears, we don't. It's, it's like life has to stop. I found it. River, I found it. Yeah. 
Let me That's just rum too, one. I think, to pacify. Oh my goodness, no. I mean, I know that they used to do, you know, they used to put like some, I, I think I read somewhere in a book about like they used to put like a, some alcohol in like, you know, pacifiers back in the day because, you yeah. know, it was like where, where their gums whiskey. were hurting. Yeah, a little whiskey yeah. because their gums were hurting and they needed something to calm themselves down. Yeah. Um, Apparently, it well, it doesn't work at our house, but w what works for us is these little gummies that are um, laden with what's in our gummies, baby, that we give her. It's like LSD? it's the all natural. No. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what do we give oh. to River that's melatonin? It's natural. Oh, mel oh, melatonin, yeah. And I can't believe how many parents out there do it. Like, I felt bad at giving her this melatonin, but we're like, you know what, girl, at some point we all got to sleep. So, Daddy calls them candy. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, he does. It's it's cheaper than daycare. And he's like, you want to take the night candy? <laughs> it's way cheaper than daycare. <laughs> Give him at like three in the afternoon, just so you can get a little more singing and writing done. Oh my gosh! Exactly. Like, how else can we candy time. work, right? And yet the irony is, if the more time we spend with our children, the more creative we become because they are the ones who live in the moment. They're the ones who, like, I'm an acting coach on the side, you know, and I always tell people, like, it's the playground of the mind. Like, you have to be able to visualize things. And I'm learning so much from my kids. So I think, and even my friend Izzy Diaz told me this. He's, what show was he on that just got canceled? Broke? Oh such a cute show and he unfortunately is it's going off but he's such a great actor and he said melissa just wait once you have kids your acting is going to get so much better and i was like really why and he said because you're gonna go to a different level inside your soul that you've never been to before and and so many times i i, I think back on that and i'm like yep you're right like i love deeper i know people deeper i like I've got really deep all of a sudden, didn't I? <laughs> I just Maybe I dimmed the light, so <laughs> I, I, I got a I got a lighter and I just like flinged it to the side. Yeah. <laughs> I need a cigarette. <laughs> Who's gonna do it? Let's let's go by on this moment. But seriously, it's so beautiful. Like what happens when you have children around you? I mean you, you, you get so exhausted, but at the same time, you learn so much about yourself and how selfish you are and how, like, exhausting it is. And yet it pushes you to these limits where you're like, what really matters in this life? You know, it, it makes you realize what's really important. And then you go into these auditions and things and you don't care as much because you're like, I just got to get back to my kid because she's about to go pee pee potty on the first time. And it was really exciting. And like, I just want to sing her the pee pee potty song. And who cares about the audition? And then you end up booking the job because you just didn't care as much. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know. I mean, I, I guess um, it's actually funny because um, <clears throat> I remember that there was like um, a, a, like a series of like comics that came out like um, many years ago called Axe Cop where it's essentially like a 26-year-old uh, writer and artist was asking his six-year-old brother, okay, tell me the story about a superhero. And he just came up with this like crazy idea for a superhero and like slash on detective the spot, right? on the spot. And he like yeah. drew the comic 
And then, you know, it became like hugely popular. I think there was even an animated series of it a few years ago. But yeah, it's like, you know, kids can be, you know, they can give us like a well of creativity that we can't think of otherwise. Like, you know, they have such, um, you know, expansive minds that, you know, it's like they say something that you wouldn't have thought of otherwise or have or maybe you have thought of it, but it was in a different way. I guess it's kind of like, uh, depending on the generation too, it's like, you know, each kid has like, you know, they were raised a certain way and they know about certain things that we didn't know of from our, you know, from the previous generations. Like, oh, that's interesting. Tell me more about this. So yeah, it's, it's actually so really great. interesting. It's so yeah. neat. We're so lucky that we have kids because we get to have that unadulterated vision just running around us all the time. You know, mm -hmm. and just watch these little ones that are constantly in this other realm that we're trying so hard as adults to get back to. Right. Yeah, it's, it, it's actually really interesting for sure. Mm -hmm. And it's such freedom. And that's that's the reason why I feel like this has come full circle. That's the reason why I feel like I get to have so much fun now acting is because like when I do the Debbie from Tarzana stuff, I literally just it's almost like what would my kids be doing right now? they'd be jumping mm -hmm. on the bed with a giraffe and singing like improv songs and doing whatever comes to their mind and just do it. And don't worry about anyone thinks because it's not about what anyone thinks. It's about having fun in the moment and just being there and loving people and helping people. And that's really my thing, but it's like, no matter what character I play, the core of who I am is always going to come through. And that's what I try to tell my students too. Like, you know, if your core is just really bitchy and like and resentful and whatever, you're going to get a lot of those characters because that's your core and that's okay. Yeah. That's totally fine. Because if you get typecast as that, you know that well, right? Like my mom's a full on worry wart. Like she, she gets these characters. So she's an actress and she gets these characters. She's like, Oh, I don't know. I'm so worried. I'm like, well, that's who she is sometimes. But other times she's like totally loving and effortlessly beauty beautiful and you know it's like you just do what you do because you you're just being the essence of you and once you can get out of your own way and just learn how to play you just have so much fun and Absolutely. that's such a gift such a gift to be able to play and enjoy like bringing your own personality to the project because nobody else can can do what you do you know as an actor as a creative as a as an editor, as a director, as a writer, like nobody can do you, you know? So the more you right. get in touch with who you are, the better it's going to be. Absolutely. Especially since, you know, in this industry, people are always wanting to find that one thing. It's like, okay, um, let's just, you know, they, they want a similar thing. They want whatever hot right now because it's popular. Uh, you know, that's why, you know, like when it comes to like the old saying about like television or movies or whatever, it's, uh, we'll just use, um, you know, like Melissa for an example. It's like, you know, who's Melissa Disney? Get me Melissa Disney. Get me a Melissa Disney type. Give me a younger Melissa Disney. Who's Melissa Disney? It's called full circle. So you, if you want to be able to find a way to get yourself out there, I mean, yes, you have to play by those rules. I mean, it it, it happens, especially in this industry. But if you put your own spin on it, if you're able to put a little bit of a something that you that even the writers didn't even know about, like they didn't even fathom this, then you can bring something to life. I mean, like, I want to know from Ryan's perspective, Ryan, what has happened with the characters that you've created that I've that that I've taken and run with? What do you what do you feel like 
do you, does it piss you off that I take them when I run with them or is it good? Like what? No, no, it's, it, it, no, it's always a good time. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, sorry. My mind was going someplace else when she asked. Where was so. your mind? Yeah. About the small penis guy. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is, that is that is why we are doing this podcast to talk about the small penis guy. Yes. Yes. Okay. Finally, the truth <laughs> is revealed, Patricia. I, I know, right? Lead with that. I yes. know. Okay, but here's the thing, and I gotta tell you guys, I feel a little bit bad about it, but kind of not. It's like that. Sorry, not sorry. Like Ryan gives me sort of a direction to go. Right? I get the script. I get to see this. And then I just run with it. And he's so gracious that he allows me to run with it. And at the same time, he doesn't have a choice because I'm his wife. So he's not going to have sex if he doesn't allow me to run with it. (laughs) So I just run with these things. I just run with it. And I have a ball with it. And it's so great for me because as we get to know each other better, like we're we're coming up on 10 years of marriage. Like he's written me some amazing characters. And for that one show... It's called Desperately Seeking Love. I played like the hippie singer-songwriter girl. And then when it came back around and we did it again a few years later, he just assumed I'd want to play the same character. And I was like, no, babe, I want to play the slut. And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, that's a super fun part. And he let me play that. And it ended up being way more fun because she's like the comic relief of the show. And we did that. Was that last summer or summer before? Summer Summer before. Yeah, two summers ago. It was like one of the most fun parts I've ever played. And I didn't realize wow. until then that I even had, like, a gift in comedy. I didn't know that. And, like, everybody was like, you're such a comedian. I'm like, what? <laughs> I didn't even know. It was just like, wow. But thank you to Ryan. I got to play and got to, like, find out. And plus, I've been privy to, like, so much information because every single thing he writes, I read as it's being written. And he comes to me, mm-hmm. right? Talk to him about that. Like, what happens during that the process, right? Because it is a it's teamwork, you know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I, oh, and well. for sure. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, I, um, I, I, Melissa's really good to bounce off of, and whenever I write something, I usually will run to her and say, hey, "Is this funny? Is this good?" and it, she's laughing then i know it's good and i run there's definitely been times where she says no it's not good and i don't run with it or if i do run with it then i fall on my face so (laughs) melissa is if there's any other comedy writers out there come to melissa (laughs) she'll read your material (laughs) and she'll tell you if it's funny or not i like to be nice so what is your show rated patricia Oh, oh, trust me. This is not the most risque things I've ever, you know, that's ever. Okay. I, mean, like, I, I mean, like, to, to be fair, I've had co-hosts, um, you know, whenever, depending on what the topic is, that just like swear like sailors. So, I mean, but this, on the other hand, this is something completely new. But you know what? I mean, I need to shake things up every once in a while. So, okay. Because <laughs> yeah, we can great. turn it up a little. If you want to make it even dicier, <laughs> yeah. we can go there. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I mean, let's, uh, I, you know, it's like I always say, you know, you do you. Yeah, you do you. (laughs) Fuck yeah. (laughs) Are you talking about your neighbor again? Give me an inch. (laughs) Actually, I was just thinking maybe we could order him something online, like one of those pump it up kind of deals. Oh, Oh, wow. 
Wow. Yeah, we maybe could. <laughs> we maybe could help him out. And then he wouldn't like be waking up our baby every day with this ridiculous revving of the car. I mean, this is stupid. Right. That's a Kickstarter campaign. That's a Kickstarter campaign. There you go. That's Ryan, a Kickstarter campaign, right? Yep. Ryan, Ryan literally wrote a script about this because it was so funny that this guy does this every single day. And he, he literally wrote a little mini short film about this Damn. issue. We'll talk about that on another day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Such a yeah. So, up. yeah. <laughs> well, it's just that uh, our yes, I, becomes our message, you know? Of course. I mean, isn't that fantastic? It's like our mess becomes our methods. I mean, like many years ago, I had Candy Milo on the show and, um, you know, she was talking. Yeah, she's she's wonderful. Anyway, she was telling me the story about how she came up with the, the voice of cheese from Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. And she was telling me the story about how. Um, her father actually had a, uh, uh, there you go. There's the, there's the guy again. <laughs> anyway, she was, she was telling the story of, uh, her father that, you know, he had a van and that they would pick up, uh, people who were, um, uh, people who were mentally or physically disabled to help them out. And, you know, she, you know, would like, she was like influenced by like somebody who was acting like a little bit crazy or something like that. And then she like uh, incorporated that into her character, not in an insulting way, but just the way that, um, uh, you know, the fact that this person, uh, you know, these, these group of people, you know, you know, some of them were like acting crazy because they were being funny or they were being humorous or they were trying to tell jokes. And she was like, you yeah, know, that's very interesting. You know, let's let's get cheese. If you know, what if he was like hyped up on sugar and, you know, he was like acting all crazy for that particular character. So, I mean, like, yeah, it's uh, that, that's a great slogan. You know, our you know, uh, you know, our mess becomes our methods. You know, like the most crazy yeah. situations, let's make them influences into other things. So, yeah, for any upcoming actors or people who are wanting to get into the industry, then there you go. That's something to take away from this podcast. And, and wouldn't you all agree? We are surrounded by inspiration every moment, every day. And it just takes us yes. getting outside of our adult brain and all our filtering systems that continually uh, throw roadblocks in front of our creativity and our true, honest, unique self. Once you can just delete all that program, then, oh my God, you you just tap into a wellspring of uh, creative yeah. opportunities, I think. Yeah, for oh, sure. No, I totally agree. Yeah. And, um, and I kids, think I think, help, and kids help that because they are so filter-free and in the moment, and I think that's a great lesson as adults that we can Filter take away. Free, sure. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Filter-free, yeah. baby. That, that, hashtag that, that, it. Hashtag it. Come on. Yeah, there you go. Hashtag oh, hashtag filter free. Penis. There you go. Hashtag small <laughs> penis filter free. <laughs> Don't muddle the two. Not, I mean, that could be yeah, painful. let's not. <laughs> People will take it so out of context. It's not even funny. I, I think that would be kind of interesting if you ever like do a season two of the quarantine bunch. It's like you know, current child actors meeting up with old child actors. It's like. What lessons would they teach them? It's like, oh, uh, you know, don't do the same thing I did. It's like, oh, what are you talking about? I don't need to listen to you, old man. Become a pl- go become a plumber. And stay <laughs> yeah. away from the child. Meth. Stay away from meth. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Crack is whack. Don't become a plumber. Well, actually, actually, um, some of the actors in the quarantine bunch they actually uh, do do that. I know, like uh, Scott Schwartz, for example, he has. Um, 
has helped many uh, child star, more recent child stars with um, substance abuse issues and, and stuff like that. Not, I'm not going to get into too much info, but um, sure. But yeah, he, they, it's, it's pretty amazing. I know Jeremy Miller, same thing. Yeah. Uh, Keith, absolutely. I mean, they, they all it's like it's almost like a, their own um, club, if you will. Where they, um, where they want to help each other, and and they do. It, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's that's great. I mean, especially since uh, when it comes to child actors, you know, uh, depending on you know how restrictive or how free they are, you know, they can, you know, there's been a lot of unfortunate tragedies of child actors who have gone down the wrong path and. You know, some of them, they've ruined their career. Some of them, you know, with, un, you know, like some unfortunately have lost their lives because of it. And we just need to be careful and we need to um, set some boundaries. I mean, sure, for some, t you know, child actors, it's like, oh, um, you know, you don't need to tell me what to do. You know, I, I could do whatever I want. You know, I was in this movie or I was in this TV show. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think that um, there does need to be some boundaries. I mean, especially, again, nowadays, because we have social media, it's like, um, you know, uh, my co-host Aaron and I, we were talking about this this morning on our podcast about, like, um, this and this this is something that really disgusts me, that on TikTok, uh, for those who don't know, TikTok is kind of like a, a site that you can post, like, really quick videos, and a lot of people have fun with it. But then there was one person who yeah. wanted to do a particular challenge called the autism challenge, where they wanted to uh, bring awareness to autism and people took it in a completely wrong direction and started twitching around and started dancing around like idiots, making fun of people who are oh. autistic. And that is just awful. As somebody yes. who is autistic, this is an insult. And Aaron and I were talking about like, if you do this and you're applying for a job or something, they can look up your social media. And if you do something like this horrible, you could yeah. be let yeah. go from your job. As an actor, especially, if you say something or do something that is an insult to various people, especially if it's to your fans, then yeah. there is such thing nowadays as cancel culture, where they will completely <laughs> cut you off and they want absolutely nothing to do with you. So, right. yeah. Yeah. There's consequences, and they're they're much swifter than they were in the past because everyone's watching. Everyone, everyone is watching. Is watching. Yes, yeah. that is. Yeah. That is that is an that that is that's an excellent um that that is excellent uh, you know, um Jeff. Everyone is watching. Well, so but please I be can't careful. I can't claim creative uh, license on that. That was a song from Rockwell and Michael Jackson. Somebody's <laughs> watching. <laughs> I mean, we have to pay credit where credit is due. Absolutely. And I Whoa, whoa. Oh, sing it! <laughs> Somebody <laughs> that somebody's somebody's watching. Watching me. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel that way too. And you know what? Here's the weird thing: is like, if I was to take Debbie from Jerzana, and I'm kind of thinking about taking her in a new direction and going to a, her own little give place. her her own Twitter account, her own show as Debbie from her Tarzana. own Twitter, her own whatever. My yes. my goal with Debbie is that Debbie is the supporter of everybody who's out there that that is getting bad PR. So Debbie is the antithesis to bad PR. She's going to be, if anyone's getting bad PR and they're a celebrity, my motto is celebrities are people too. And we're going to come out there and we're going to cheerlead you on and we're going to tell you how great you are and I will get a cat and I will name it after you and when it dies, I'm going to stuff it and I'm going to deliver it to your door so you know how important you are. 
<laughs> yes. Unmoved. And those weird cricky I... Debbie ways. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, maybe maybe eggs day on the cat thing. But I just think, you know, there's so many people out there that are trolling and they're just bitter and it's like they're you're yeah. using these these platforms to just take their angst out on other people and it's like, honey, child, you need to go to therapy. You need to stay off our platforms and you need to go to therapy and you need some help. And let come on over. We're gonna have a glass of wine. We're gonna talk about it. You just need to talk to somebody. And don't don't take people down because of your own issues, you know? And it just drives me friggin' crazy. So it would be sort of my like social impact, my social change thing on the world. Like if if you ain't got something nice to say, don't say anything at all. Okay. Right. Or yeah, or just say it on Twitter. Or or say it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Go say it on Twitter, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, oh my goodness. And and Debbie's yeah. coming out with a with a chi- chi- child's book called Celebrities Poop Too to help. That's really, right. That's right. Um, Celebrities poop too. They're real people. I they, like that. they get They're coffee. Real people. Uh huh. They push their kids on swings. They they have um, they pluck they get IBS. They have an irritable bowel syndrome. IBS and they GERD. And they yep. eat corn. They do eat corn. Oh, I yeah, know you, a lot about Ryan. You, and let me you, tell you, most, most all of them are real people. Most. Most. <laughs> what? <laughs> all right. We, uh, sorry. Yeah, we, we've sure. really strayed the path here. <laughs> We're talking yeah. about oh, well, oh, wait, wait, We strayed the path a long time ago, but that's yeah. okay. About <laughs> 30 minutes ago. He's like, it's too so, late now. So, <laughs> Patricia, here's a good edit point. Um, Hang on, three, two, one. But you know what's incredible, though, Patricia? All of our cast, yes, they've all had their uh, ups and downs or peaks and valleys, but most of them have come through pretty much unscathed from the, the child star experience. So we're really fortunate to have a bunch of people who are, are somewhat yeah. normal, as normal as former child stars can be. And well, they're normal they're, now. Right. <laughs> no, but they, but they've, they've come through the I'm fire, not though. normal. Well, I'm not including you, no. I think they, you're right. They've been put through the fire. I mean, Jeremy's been through hell. Keith's been through all kinds of crap. You know, these people have been through so much, and they've come out the other side, so they have a voice, which is really beautiful that they're sharing with That's their great. fans. That's fantastic. And it's yeah, rough. I, I, it, it, it is. Hollywood builds a pedestal for you, lights it up brilliantly, um, and then they bring in a wrecking ball. Uh, when you're not, when you're looking the other way, you're talking to the fans. Hollywood brings in a wrecking ball to, to tear down the pedestal they built up for you, and they leave you high and dry. And I cannot imagine what that does to a young person. That's devastating, and, you, and you're not equipped with the tools to deal with that kind of heartbreak. So, and they, them, yeah, and yeah. they do it to adults too. I mean, I have a writer friend of mine who uh, he wrote a pilot was very successful they brought the private jet up here to van nuys he got on the private jet they flew him anywhere he wanted to go he came back three months later his show gets canceled and he doesn't hear from anybody (laughs) so that's really sad so there's hollywood for you yeah yeah uh, yeah unfortunately that happens i mean you know it's it's a little bit it is it is a massive (laughs) bitch It's horrible. It's horrible, horrible, horrible. And yet, for those of us who've been able to take a tiny ride, we enjoy it. But in reality, we're like, 
we know this is going to end. We know this is a little ride. We're going to take the ride. We're going to enjoy it. But we have lives outside of this. This is not our our whole life. You know, this is something that we do, something that we love. But there's more important things out there. Mm -hmm. Like Rockwell, no one can ever take his gold certified record from him. Number two in 1984. He'll always have that with somebody's watching me. I just felt like we had to bring it back to him before we moved on. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Now, now going into the storyline with the quarantine bunch, I mean, you you know, there's like various sections going on, like whether it be like from, you know, uh, former actors who have passed on or, um, you know, Jeremy doing his Alexander Graham Bell performance or uh, the stuff with Debbie. So when it comes to like putting together these stories and, and, and I know that you guys, you know, you have, uh, recorded each actor individually on um, on Zoom, and then you would like cobble it all together. So the process of that, like, how long does it take for an episode to get from record to YouTube? Well, actually, wow. most of the episodes are live. We oh, they're we live. Shoot them all together live, and then we'll then have them record their own. Uh, like a second camera, so there's a better angle, a better looking video quality, and then we'll then cut in if we need an insert. But most of those episodes, all six, I mean, we shot in one night. Um, oh wow! One, one night? Friday evening. Two yeah. months ago, wow. We nailed them all. Wow, that's that's amazing. And and then we just uh, cut away. Uh, the magic always happens in editing. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it's been a ball. Though. Yeah, it's been and a ball to Jeff, together. and if I can see, whoops, I just dropped my phone. Um, That's okay. If I can see somebody's praises, it's Jeff. I mean, I, I've worked, you know, in this business for a while, and what he adds, he adds his own comedic timing and taste with the editing that he does. And when he did that first, uh, when he sent me a rough cut of the, the pilot, I was just like, I mean, what, what is it? Rusty makes five. Just that little promo oh. that he puts in there. It was so good. It's so funny. I mean, I think personally, my hardest laughs come from what Jeff does with the editing. Oh, it's just amazing. Very nice. So, right. Yeah. And but 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 I mean that I think that comes back to um, the uh, the real. Um, where am I trying to go? I'm, I'm too much drinking. Darn it! And this giraffe keeps coming <laughs> onto me. No, <laughs> Blinky, I'm doing an interview, damn it. Uh, <laughs> at the heart of comedy, you have to sell something that's kind of ridiculous, right? So yes. mm-hmm. today with Photoshop and these other programs, it really makes it easy to sell something that's really nutty. And that's where I kind of sing. I just love those moments where, oh, Debbie mentions, this is, I think, at the end of episode five, or uh, um, they're goofing on Jeremy Miller. And this is a moment where they're all ad-libbing. We've really finished recording episode five, but I just let them go because it's, you really yeah. get a lot of comedic gems. And then somebody makes mention to, oh, Jeremy, uh, uh, he, uh, that, that's his porn side. And Jeremy says, oh, I only do German porn. And then from the brilliant mind of Debbie, he's, oh, I've seen this stuff. It's very tasteful. Especially Especially that, that video with you and the pigs in the blanket. I'm like, oh, my God. And then Keith says, oh, yeah, that was making the bacon. Oh, my gosh. This comedic stew is bubbling. So I just say, you know what? We need to do a fake DVD cover of making yeah. the bacon. With Jeremy Miller. I found a stock shot of a pig and a, a gerbil. And a gerbil. 
and a, <laughs> and a guy laying in bed put Jeremy's head on it. Boom! Slap a little German on the cover, and that DVD is already number two um, outside of Berlin. They're selling it on the streets, black market. I heard he's doing great in Botswana. <laughs> oh, we, we do Botswana and Bulgaria would be oh, nice. lovers of Jeremy Miller uh, adult entertainment. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> We'll send you a copy if you're interested. Um, but only over the best parts. We'll do a rain check. <clears throat> anyway, uh, so the one thing I have to ask when, when it comes to, um, I, I know that you were saying like, you know, you already have an idea about like, you know, more episodes for the quarantine budget as well as the comeback kids. Now, because it's a, a spinoff of, you know, those uh, of the pilots, I mean, is there, has there any, you know, maybe if you can tease it or not, but has there been any, like, talks of maybe having Richard and Dean back since, you know, it is a spinoff <laughs> of the Comeback Kids? Like, you know, we would like to see, you know, Dean and Richard portray as their characters uh, from different folks. Yes. Actually, I I think it was this morning or last night. I can't remember. I, I have a really good idea. I don't want to say it, but I, I, I told Melissa... I have a really, really great idea of how to bring those guys into this show if if we um, continue to go forward, and maybe and maybe ma- kind of make the quarantine bunch more of a, a prequel to oh, the okay. kids rather than you know just a spinoff. So sure, I anyway, can see that. Yeah, so it's it's just a, it's just an idea that I have, and 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 we'll see what happens. All right. Well, I mean, best of luck to you for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Songs and outtakes are coming, right? Oh, I'm looking forward to those. I, I love me a good uh, outtake. <laughs> well, we have some All intakes right. too. These are going to be some intakes, and Debbie's going to host her own. Uh, Debbie from Tarzana, top five moments from Debbie from Tarzana, hosted yeah. by Debbie Tarzana. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and we need a. We should have somebody ask her. So, where are you from? <laughs> Um, Monrovia, <laughs> Dayton, Arcadia, actually, Walla Walla. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, listen, I, I just want to, uh, you know, wrap things up because uh, we've been going at this for almost an hour, but. Uh, uh, I just want to say that, um, you know, I've been watching, you know, the episodes and I've been really enjoying, you know, seeing everybody having such a great time just, you know, dealing with um, everything that's been going on. I mean, it, it's always nice to have like a, a nice burst of entertainment, especially with everybody, you know, being scared or uncertain or just even frightened, you know, of everything that's been going on. And I'm glad that you're able to get together and, you know, produce something that makes a lot of people laugh and smile because I I know I've been seeing like from the comments and, you know, all the social media feedback that it's been, it's been making a lot of people feel really happy. So I just want to thank you guys so much for that. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Patricia, for saying that. Cause that's exactly, that's exactly what Jeff and I wanted to accomplish with this show was to, just make it an opportunity for people to just take a break from the fear and and all that stuff and just laugh so yeah thank you because yeah aside from a vaccine i mean the world really needs to laugh a little right now yes yeah and, um, yeah that's we're trying to get people in an escape so yeah. if you haven't seen like the, the show the- yet 
Oh, go ahead. This is my big pitch to, to all your, your listeners. If you haven't seen the show yet, come on. The, it's the quarantine bunch. Your life will change <laughs> yes. in mystical, magical ways. I guarantee. Yes, we do. Mine has. Yeah, mine's changing. I used, I used to have a small penis, but now I have a large penis. And now <laughs> he, he had to buy a wheelbarrow. Gives you a big the penis. quarantine bunch. Yes, Patricia, well, I, mean, I feel like I have to song. apologize. It's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I think you did. I, I, the one to thing me. that I have to. Is... <laughs> The one thing that I am really happy about when I heard the theme song is that, um, you know, I heard um, Aspen and Tony in the yeah! uh, long time singing with it. So right, baby. I, I'm really, yeah, I'm, you know, shout out to Aspen and Tony if they're listening and Hope as well, even though I just, yeah. I, oh, I, I don't even know you, but <laughs> still, no, still. But they're but. so wonderful. And, you know, Hope's done Broadway too. And I figured, why not bring my Broadway friends onto this, you know, because Broadway got shut mm. down and everything. And so I was like, why not just get some Broadway singers onto our, onto our theme song. Absolutely. And by the way, um, Eric, Eric Oha is so phenomenal in his music. So yeah, he's, shout out to Eric. Yeah. Too. Shout out to Eric. He is so phenomenal. He did, he did the, he did the comeback kids, comeback too. kids. Stalking does amazing you. Race and, and, yeah. He's yeah. so good. He's so good. And, and like, I was so lucky to get him to do the theme song for us and um, that's great yeah he's he's phenomenal <laughs> we love you eric thank you eric thank you. it's the best it's the best theme song i think on youtube right now it really is and no I think it, in it's, the it's world, incredible Jeff. Well, I didn't want to go that far, but okay, let's do it. <laughs> Certify that. Certify number one. Take, it happened here. Yes, you heard it, it happened here. You heard it second. It's great. All right. Well, yeah. Th thank you so much for coming on by, guys. I really do appreciate. And um, if you have anything else to plug or self promote other than the quarantine bunch, then go for it. Yeah. No. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, I'm sorry. No, I don't... not at all. Go ahead. Um, no, please. Recently, I, I discovered I unearthed some, unearthed some incredible cassettes, and I'm having them digitized right now. And I don't know if anyone's interested, but they're actually cassettes of um, from what years? This probably the mid '90s. Three years of my therapy sessions on uh, tape, and I, I'm That's putting so them great. to music. I'm putting them nice. to music, and I'm just I'll be selling Jeff, them at can MP3s. You mainly at swap me. list for that. I want to get on. <laughs> yeah, that. No, right. That's Sounds I'll drip amazing. out a couple free ones. So, yeah. I can't nice. wait, and I can't wait for Poochie to hit. Now I have Poochie's coming out soon, so keep an eye out for Poochie. P O O C. Poochie is is <laughs> the singing hernia. This is what lives oh. on my on my belly. It's Poochie the singing hernia. So watch out for her. Okay. Wow. <laughs> she is singing into a YouTube near you. This quarantine is really playing. <laughs> is really doing a lot of. <laughs> Work good luck to you, Ryan. Good luck to you. Uh, <laughs> how do you get any sleep with a singing hernia? Uh, yeah. I'm telling you, baby, it's going. It's going big time. Going. It's already. It's gone viral in our house. Everyone's been infected. Uh, well, so to speak. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so yeah, much. Thank you everybody. so much, Patricia. This was yeah, so much you, fun. Patricia, no, thank you, you for coming on. Thank you so much, everybody. I, I really do appreciate this. So for all our listeners out there, let us know in the comments below if you have seen The Quarantine Bunch. What were your thoughts of it? Um, let us know if you uh, would like to see more episodes of it. And who knows, maybe we can finally get this and even the Comeback Kids on TV. If you can, you know, support the official release. Uh, as always, I'll leave everybody's links in the description below for you guys to check them out. That's it, everybody. Hope to see you around soon. And thank you for listening.
much, Trisha. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Can't give a straight face. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Take a minute. Take a minute.